for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah, sound the alarm. Yeah. What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 308 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are part of the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're here every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and, of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, If you're watching us on Twitter, we cannot see you in the chat room, so go find us on YouTube. It is youtube.com backslash at Going For Two Live. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Searfoss. You can follow him uh, at Foss534. What's up, Ryan? Ryan, you there? What's that, man? Can you? Yeah, I'm ha- I can- hold on. My connection's being real bad tonight, even though it's been good for the last couple weeks. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know what's going on. Mine's mine's showing yellow too. All of a sudden, I think it must be our must be our guest. <laughs> Let me. Uh, yeah, that's you. I. I-, I- I have I have all green bars. <laughs> all right, uh, let me go uh, ahead. It ain't me. Let me go ahead and introduce my guest here, and if I have to switch uh, my Wi-Fi, I will real quick. Uh, of course, joining us tonight for the first time. Uh, I was been on his show a couple times in the past week. Unfortunately, I'm not invited back after this last week because we lost. Uh, but Steve, host of the Fancy Ladder podcast, you can follow him uh, at Fantasy Ladder. What's up, Steve? Happy to be here. Very happy my Eagles won, but. I would love to have you back on the show, just not to discuss the 49ers as they're not going to be in the Super Bowl, but we'll have to find another time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, if you could do me a favor real quick and just hold down the fort for like five seconds while I switch my Wi-Fi connection here. Just uh, just talk to Steve. Yeah, awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I did a little like round by round uh, playoff preview and going through each of the levels of the playoffs. Uh, I had a fan of each team for the most part. There's a couple I wasn't able to lock down, but I'd had Jeff on to talk about uh, 49ers and Cowboys in the divisional round and then 49ers Eagles uh, in the championship round there. So, yeah, I was uh, happy to get him on. But, you know, as as an Eagles fan, I'm the the representative Eagles fan. Even happier. Uh, even happier, yeah. I, I don't want to rub it in, but I was uh, glad to come away with, with a W, even though that was a pretty ugly game, just unfortunately with a lot of injuries in that. But yeah, good stuff. Yeah, All right, I think I'm it. think um, I'm back, and I got green go bars see. now. Can you hear me now, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. Good. And uh, I'm glad it wasn't me for a change, even though you tried to blame it on me. <laughs> I think I what happened like, was um, I changed to my. I have two internet connections, and I had it on the wrong one for some reason. But I think I'm good now. So, Steve, real quick, uh, kind of give my my listeners a little rundown of, of what y'all do over at Fancy Ladder and just what what you know what you kind of do in the fancy space in general. 
Yeah, so uh, a little bit of background about me. Um, I've been writing um, articles for the last couple of seasons uh, for for Dynasty Pros uh, Fantasy Football as well as IDP guys. Uh, this year, I kind of trans, I kind of got uh, out of writing a little bit more and just started the uh, podcast where. Through the season, I did a lot of like start sit type of uh, talk, you know, before the the games, obviously. And then over the off season, did some like team previews and a little bit of dynasty talk. So that's what you could expect uh, for the rest of the winters uh, and spring and then summer leading up to uh, the fall. Uh, But yeah, so just uh, it's kind of a newer show, you know, uh, but but we are having fun here. And uh, we be being just myself. It's not like <laughs> me, me and my imaginary friend. Uh, it's just me uh, for, 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 for now. So, Good yeah. Stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. Uh, what are you going to say, Ryan? Oh, uh, no. I was about to say something the imaginary friend and then just... Uh, I, I thought I had a smart-ass comment, but just like me. We're good. Um, all right, guys. Tonight's show is brought to you, as always, by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their industry-leading be- uh, best ball leagues with their huge tournaments, uh, private leagues, and pick-ems for every major sport. Uh, sign up with our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to $100. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2, and start drafting your best ball teams. Uh, we have an awesome show tonight, guys. We're going to be doing a free agent mock draft, just sort of a quick, uh, quick hitter here, where we can kind of touch on a lot of the free agents that are going to be hitting us, hitting the market here pretty soon. Uh, we'll also talk about a few of our favorite dynasty stashes or buy lows for the off season, uh, and of course, we're going to do our nonsense draft. Let's go ahead and get into that. Attention, everyone! Let's mock draft. All right. If you haven't caught the last few episodes, we're doing a nonsense mock draft uh, every every uh, week. We're going to have a different topic uh, tonight. We are drafting the worst movies you've had to watch in their entirety. So you couldn't have walked out of the theater because it was that bad. For some reason, either you were just had some curiosity, you got to watch the end of it, or uh, you just were forced to watch the end of it by your significant other. And uh, Steve, you are you had the one on one here. So give us your worst movie you had to sit through. All right, so there's a little bit of a backstory to this, but um, I'll just start off by saying it was the summer of 2010. Big movie of that summer was Inception, right? So just kind of taking us back to there. At the, the during the summer, I was a, I was doing like an internship program at, at Penn State. I was like an RA, but I also taught a class for high school students who were doing like summer enrichment at, at the campus. Either way, we had these little like field trip kind of a things, and the one was like a day out to the movies. So the the staff had like a little drawing of like who had like priority of like which movie to go see because you had to chaperone the students in the theater. So you were just responsible for having to have the high school students with you and everything else. So like the big draw was inception, right? So I didn't get that. What I ended up pulling, uh, what I ended up choosing myself was uh, my top choice here. And it was the last airbender Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Now, I figured, well, at least, you know, uh, there may be some really good special effects. So that that might, like, give it some, like, redeeming quality. Just because some of the M. Night Shyamalan stuff had been a little bit shaky up to that point. Plus, taking on a massive franchise of this anime show, which I wasn't personally familiar with. I figured, well, you know, I'm not that familiar. I'm going in completely open-minded. And... Man, it, it was one of the most brutal, 
movie theater going experiences because the movie was just so bad. The dialogue was horrible. It was actually a big hit. I mean, it, it doubled its budget. You know, it had a $150 million budget. It made over $300 million. So it was technically a success. But it's a pretty well-known, well-talked-about, just awful movie, bad dialogue, bad uh, acting horrible direction <laughs> like just it's just so flat falls flat and just it's just a horrendous movie that felt like it was four hours probably under two you know but <laughs> so for me that was really just a, a really upsetting like movie theater going experience i just was really uh extremely disappointed leaving the theater and it was something i chose because of why i didn't get inception you know what i mean but right right and yeah, so that yeah, was a real inception was an awesome movie compared to that one obviously i know yeah that, that was a mistake. Definitely a mistake. I know when I was doing my research trying to figure out which movies I wanted to talk about, that one kept popping up. I had actually never seen it, thankfully, but uh, it was in like the top five or top ten in all the lists that I looked at on Google. I, I want to see it now. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Guys, I'm telling you, it's really, you're just better off not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, you got the 102. Um, so I always do the super, I try to do the majority of good superhero movies on opening nights. Uh, right when they come out, and the Fantastic Four movie from 2015 was the most utter dog shit movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it started fairly okay for like the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, this isn't as bad as the review said, because I also try not to read reviews normally, but you can't avoid it. And I've never seen a movie get progressively worse as the time went on. And you're like, you know what? Maybe the final act, they're going to find Doctor Doom in this other direction, in this other dimension. It'll be cool in this big battle. And somehow the special effects looked like they're from 1992. <laughs> it was such a bad movie. I just, oh my god, it was terrible. And I had to finish it because God knows how it ends. You know, everybody knows how every superhero movie ends. Still have to figure out how it ends. <laughs> Yeah, that was also on the list of movies I was looking at, too. And another movie. I, I'm not a huge movie person, honestly. I never saw that one either. So, thankfully, I, I had not seen that one. Uh, so, my movie uh, here at the... Hashtag blessed. Yeah, hashtag blessed. <laughs> my movie here is uh, it's a little bit older movie. Um, I think I had it on DVD, actually. I, had to, I went out and bought it on DVD. You're a little bit older. Yeah, I'm a lot older. <laughs> uh, but, and I don't even know if y'all have seen this movie. But it, it won some awards. It has some hype. Has some good uh, good actors and actresses in it, and I thought, okay, let me go see this movie. It seems to be getting some uh, some buzz, uh, and like I said, and it won some awards. So it's people that did like it. I don't know why, uh, but it's called Mahalan Drive. It is the weirdest freaking movie you will ever see. I, I still have no idea what the plot was. I don't know what the hell happened. I left like okay, they didn't wrap anything up. That's why I watched the whole thing. I kept thinking, okay, eventually this is gonna make sense and it's gonna come all together. And I'm gonna, oh, that makes so much sense. But no, it leaves you hanging at the end. Like what? That was a movie. Like I don't. I, I still to this day have no idea what the movie was about. I don't know if either one of y'all ever seen that movie, but uh, it was. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, it's uh, directed by David Lynch. So there's a lot of no. kind of absurd and like surreal. There's like mix of like horror and just creepy. And then there's like yeah, it's 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 nuts from start to finish, and it's like. Two and a half hours. Yep. So it's not like it's not just like over and done. Yep. It, it's a whole afternoon of just what just happened. Yep. You know what I mean? So he definitely is one where you either like it or you don't. You know what I mean? And um, that one was definitely was hyped up for me. I, I really tried to find things that I appreciated about it, but it's 
it's a really bizarre one. You know, it's uh, it's just very bizarre, very surreal, uh, and you know, not everyone's cup of tea. So uh, it's a very interesting pick. Good yeah, deal. yeah. I, I didn't even know if y'all would even know what that movie was, but I still to this day, I like. I want to go back and watch it again to see if if my if my forty five year old brain can handle it better than my my twenty five year old <laughs> brain could because I could not figure it out to save my life. All right, uh, Ryan. I mean, sorry, Steve. We're back to you here. Okay. Another one that I took upon myself to experience uh, and was definitely let down big time um, was uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So I was a senior in high school when the first one came out. I had a lot of the Transformers toys. I seen a lot of the old cartoons and things. So I was really excited to see, you know, a rebooted, you know, crazy special effects, Michael Bay, the whole thing. I really enjoyed the first one. Then uh, the second one came out two years later. Uh, I had you know, experienced two years of college. Maybe I did a lot of growing up over that time. I don't know. Or maybe this next movie was just as awful universally, maybe not just to myself. But when I tell you my expectations were high and like the rug was pulled out, this was an unbelievably horrible <laughs> movie theater going experience because I'd built it up all over time. And then I was just an, another one that is ungodly long, two and a half hours. Um, all of the special effects were just as good, but I just like had a headache. It was just was like too much noise, <laughs> too much going on. And all of the things that were like funny and quirky about the first one were so over the top and just so overdone that there was like really no like redeeming quality to it at all on top of the fact that it's like two and a half hours. So really long. And I, I, I really just like with the other one, I left just really like disappointed in myself. Like this is what I'm spending my <laughs> little bit of money on as a, as an independent adult. Uh, yeah. So transformers revenge of the fallen. That's a very memorable movie theater going experience in the worst way imaginable. Yeah. Hated so that, that movie. Wall? Hated it. Is that the Mark no, one? That no? was no, he wasn't in, he wasn't involved yet. Uh, basically okay. like Sam goes off to college and there's like this whole side story Ooh. of, of because he's like dating yeah. he's he's dating Megan girl. Fox and yeah and then there, there's a blonde yep. girl thing and then the the bad Transformers who are like twins they're like unbelievably annoying and then it's just <laughs> the at the back forty minutes of the movie is just like it's just a mess and it's chaos just it's just so <laughs> horrible to watch and listen to I just oh. It's, so offensive to every all of the five senses, basically. But oh my gosh! Yeah, that's Horrible. another one that I, I kept coming across too on the on the the list of bad movies was that one for sure. <laughs> all right, Ryan, we lost you there for a minute, but uh, you were now up here at the. Yeah, uh, yeah my my whole Chrome crashed, and I don't know. Um, <laughs> mine was okay. I'm a little embarrassed about this one because I probably watched this one four or five times on my own. No, it's so bad. And it's crank two high voltage. It's every Jason Statham movie, except he is uh, his heart. He falls out of an airplane to start the movie and dies. And they hook his heart up to a car battery. And he just keeps shocking himself through the movie to stay alive. And it's absolutely just horrendous. But there's just something so great about a movie that terrible. I watched it so many times in college. (laughs) <laughs> that is hilarious. Like, there's no pride in it. Yeah. 
that plot line is just like, whoa, mind blowing. <laughs> he's literally just carrying around a car battery and like popping pit and like shocking his like he's like shocking his tongue. Yep. <laughs> and like wow. you see him take like the the paddles at the hospital and zap himself, all kinds of crazy crap <laughs> like that. He just keeps electrocuting himself to stay alive in the movie for revenge. It's unreal. Wow. All right, so my next one uh, is a comic book movie, but it was before the time frame when comic movies were kind of a big thing and they got those huge budgets. Uh, and there's a comic book that came out, and it wasn't Marvel. Uh, I loved the comic book. Um, it was, uh, I believe, McFarlane was the one that did it. It's called Spawn. I love the comic books. The movie what? was so Spawn's great. I hated Spawn. <laughs> it, if you read the comic books, Spawn the movie ruined it for you cuz it, it did not follow the storyline very well at all. It was just uh I was not a fan of Spawn and it ruined it for me. And they they're supposed to be doing another one, redoing the whole thing. I hope they do it better this time, but yeah, that first one uh, I was not a fan. I wasn't a fan of the the Violator character. I wasn't a fan of the whole plot line and everything else that went along with it. Just not not a fan at all. Spawn ruined it for me. All right, Steve, back to you. So I have a bunch left on, on my list here. Uh, Fantastic Four, what was on my list, uh, the one that Ryan had mentioned. So and like sometimes I will take on a bad movie just because it's like so well known to be a bad movie that you kind of like can appreciate just how like wild it is, kind of like Crank 2. There's a a podcast called how did this get made where, where they go through like really horrible movies or just like absurd, crazy ones like crank Two. But, um, I think what I'm going to go with here is one from like my younger childhood that I didn't watch until actually kind of recently. And again, another upsetting <laughs> movie watching experience. This was mortal Kombat annihilation. So oh, that almost made my list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what's funny is when I was a kid, it was one of my cassettes I had. Like I had like a bunch of cassettes. I think the Space Jam soundtrack, like every movie had like a soundtrack I, during like this like made in like late nineties era. So I had the the cassette. I listened to it endlessly, but I never actually watched the movie until a couple <laughs> of years ago because I wanted to like kind of refamiliarize myself with like the movies up for when the, like the newer um, um, Memorial Combat came out just a couple of years ago, and. I mean, like the first one's like a little bit like cheesy and you, you, you take it for, for what it is. But this one was just, it felt like four hours. I, I, I think it's only like an hour and a half, but it just feels so long. The graphics get worse the second time around. <laughs> the, the dialogue is so bad. I remember pausing the movie to like go get a drink just like it's the only way I could bear through the rest. And it was only like 20 minutes in. I'm like, no way, <laughs> you know? So definitely Mortal Kombat Annihilation, just an absolute disaster. Uh, sequel to you know the the first one, which still is like okay, but still like right. kind of nostalgic. But this is like there's no nostalgia; it's just pure <laughs> it's just bad, yeah, awful. Yeah, that's that was on my list as well. I, I saw that one as well, and it was not not a fan of it either. All right, Ryan, what you got for your last pick here? I, I, I was debating going for another one that's like terrible, but I love it, or just absolutely hated. And I'm going to go with one I absolutely hated because I just want to warn people around Christmas time not to ever watch this movie because it was so bad. It's called The Fat Man. <laughs> and it came out, I want to say, it came out in 2020. Uh, 
a kid gets coal for Christmas and pays a hitman Walton Goggins to assassinate Santa Claus, <laughs> who is played by Mel Gibson and is like paid through government contracts and has like his own sweatshop of elves. And there's no joy to it. It's terrible. <laughs> and nothing's good about it. Like, oh, God, I was so excited about it. Cause I love Walton Goggins. And it was just absolute trash. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Don't ruin your Christmas. I have never even heard of that movie. And you said it had Mel Gibson in it? Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus. Wow. I, I Man. That's brutal. Um, all right. For my last pick, uh, I'll bring it home here. Let me go with... Uh, I'm going to go with one more recent. I mentioned that I'm not a huge movie person. I do watch, you know, I do watch the Avengers and all those movies. But I don't go out a ton to watch movies. But this one... Uh, it did come out uh, on streaming first. It didn't go into the theaters, I don't believe. Uh, but I was excited about it. It was a trilogy that I had watched. You know, I think it was in early 2000s when it came out. It was awesome. Uh, so I thought, oh, this this one will be kind of cool. How they kind of throw it back, you know, to the old ones. But unfortunately, Matrix Resurrections was pretty terrible. And the way I they see it. You, you didn't, I didn't see, see it? it either. Oh, I, I wanted no. to, and I just never got around to it. I don't want to ruin it for y'all, but it's pretty bad the way they try to explain how things happened after the fact, and uh, it, everything was supposedly in Neo's head, and they didn't. None of it actually happened, but then he kept having flashbacks like it actually happened, and it's it's terrible. It's terrible. It just ruined the movies for me. I, I you know I hope that if they ever make another one, they just kind of cut this one out of the the, the timeline. Like it never happened because. It was uh, it was pretty brutal. All right. Oh man, that's good to know. That wraps up the uh, the draft. There is any any of them that y'all want to mention real quick? You had on your list, Steve, that you didn't get a chance to, to draft. Um, I think uh, if, if if this discussion is coming up, it would be a shame to not mention uh, the classic, uh, the cult classic, The Room. Uh, have you guys seen this? I have. Hunk of garbage. I I, I, I saw it. After like just hearing about it, hearing about it, so it's this big, this big build up, big build up, and I just went in knowing it was going to be awful. I just wanted to see, well, just how like bad could it be? And it's it's horrible, but it is very enjoyable in, in that sense. Like you know what it is. It's just so over the top. Like the storyline is just so convoluted, and the acting is just it's just laughably bad. Like that one, I would say is worth sitting down and watching, but like not the last Airbender, to be honest. Um, <laughs> couple others um jupiter ascending did you guys see this movie i think it was i wanted to and then forgot about it don't just just don't it's just hard it's just so bad long movie you think like well there might be like good action or special effects no it's just it's just another really bad one i got a couple more but i'm just gonna leave it there just some so i I would recommend the room that's just like a kind of a classic bad coldy kind of movie but yeah What's the one, Ryan, that you were going to take that you said that you you liked oh, it, but it was terrible? Uh, Batman and Robin. Yes, I had that on my bat list, with too. The bat, bat with the bat nips yes. and, ter- and terrible one-liners. I loved it. Yeah, that one see, was on see, my See, I, 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 that, that one couldn't qualify for me because my dad actually took me to see that when I was younger. But he literally pulled me out of the theater, and he demanded his money back. Wow. So 
I you didn't I watch still the whole to thing. this day <laughs> I I never I never finished the whole thing. I never wanted to go back, you know, just because I well one I thought my, my father would like disown me, but also just like as an adult, I just heard so much about it. I'm like, well, I just don't need to waste my time and see that, you know. I, I just enjoy like the the over the top clips of like Arnold's oh, like gosh. stupid yeah. one liners, you know. We turned it into a drinking game, like wherever there was like a one liner or something like that, you drank and it was it got just the horrible puns, yeah. It, it, all the horrible puns you drank it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I had one more on my list: the Sylvester Stallone movie, also sort of a uh, superhero movie, I guess. Judge Dread. Judge Dread was pretty bad. It was supposed to be a big blockbuster movie that okay. hyped it up for for so long, and uh, when it came out, I, I, it was actually like the remake. I have not seen the remake, so verdict's out uh, on that one. But the it's with, original, it's with, it's with the it's with the dude from the boys from the uh, from the boys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't yeah, explain yeah. what I'm saying. It, I I enjoyed that one. It was real. It was still over the top. It was kind of great. Yeah, don't go back and watch the original. That one was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some football stuff here. So let's do some uh, favorite dynasty stashes or buy lows. We just kind of go around the room. Uh, Steve, we'll go to you first here. Give me one of your your favorite uh, stashes or buy lows. Yeah. So for me. Um one of my favorite like post type sleepers at this point, just because of how disappointing last season was uh, for me is still um, Elijah Moore. I know he's going to be still on, on a lot of rosters, but I think a pretty good chance to, to, to buy low at this point with, with Nathaniel Hackett coming in. Like some people are kind of like freaked out about that because of just like the horrible season with the Broncos that just occurred. But as the offensive coordinator for the Packers, I mean, it wasn't like the Packers offense was like bad or anything. You know what I mean? So I don't think that's really a bad fit there. I think he probably is better fit just as a coordinator rather than a head coach uh, from what we saw in, 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 uh, in Denver, but Elijah Moore, just from a talent standpoint, I'm still very into him. I kind of want to take last year as a fluke. So if I can buy low on, on the talent alone, you know, with obviously Garrett Wilson being the number one there, I'm more than happy trying to acquire uh, Elijah Moore. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. He's definitely a post high sleeper because I know I loved him going into this his second year. You know, I thought, oh, he's in a he's in a breakout. Garrett Wilson will be you know good, but he will just be the rookie there. But it ended up being the opposite way. So yeah, that's a good call there. Ryan, what you got for your stash for buy low? Uh, I got Pierre Strong. So he flashed a lot of just natural talent. He has good size, sub four four speed. Run strong, good receiver out of the backfield. Patriots are going to be losing uh, Damian Damian Harrison free agency, which we'll be talking about later. And they always rotate backs, whether we win or not. I I love Ramondre Stevenson, but Pierre Strong is going to get work uh, as that number two back, and he brings a little bit different, something a little bit different. And if something happens where he gets a starting role, could be wheels up because it's a run-heavy offense. I just see a lot to like there where you can kind of get him for basically free, where you have the opportunity for a cheap play that could measure out big. Yeah, I like that. Good call. Uh, so I, I have two people that I'll, I'll bring up. I'll go with one of them first, and then we'll go back around the room one more time. But the two that I have are probably, uh, if you're in a deep dynasty league, probably owned, probably stashed on a taxi squad. We didn't expect much out of them in year one. But if you're in a little bit shallower uh, dynasty league, uh, like my home league is, they might even be on the waiver wire right now, and maybe they don't know who this person is. But 
one of them is Jerome Ford uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he played a lot of special teams this past year. Didn't get a whole lot of carries. I think he had six carries all season. Uh, but he did flash on special teams. And, of course, we know Kareem Hunt is going to be a free agent. So is the Ernest Johnson. Uh, Jerome Ford has the, the athletic ability to kind of fill that second role there behind Nick Chubb. Uh, so Jerome Ford, if he's out there on waiver wires, or if you got an owner that just kind of didn't like the way he played this year or didn't get the fact that he didn't get any usage whatsoever and you can go buy low on him, uh, I would go out and get some Jerome Ford shares if you can. Steve, what you got? So uh, the second one is kind of a group of players, so just kind of bear with me here. It's essentially any of the non-DJ Moore skill position players on the Panthers, and here's why. I really like that that they brought in Frank Reich, you know, the the defensive minded Matt rules out offensive minded Frank Reich is in uh, bringing Stu Staley. They're talking to Jim Bob Cooter. So we're talking like there will be an upswing. There should be an upswing in in offense in in that uh, situation. So like Tommy Tremble, Terrace Marshall Jr., but more specifically here, uh, Chuba Hubbard as uh, Donta Foreman is going to be a free agent here. Uh, I think Chuba has played uh, okay. You know, when he's gotten a lot of volume, uh, it's still maybe a little rough going, right? But just has a stash like deep on your bench, buy low. I'm very into looking at Chuba Hubbard as a uh, bounce back candidate as a Panthers transition from more of a defensive minded team to an offensive minded team. I like it. I like it. That's a good call there. I, you know, he's one of those players that we kind of expected him to sort of play by Christian McCaffrey and got the opportunity didn't really show too well, but I can see it, you know, where, you know, get offensive minded coach in there. Things definitely change. Ryan, what you got for your last one here? Um, I'm taking John Mechie. Uh, he missed the whole season due to being sick. Um, and the guy had talent. Like he, he's coming out of Alabama it, with 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns, just kind of, and took this year off, obviously for terrible reasons. But you know what? The talent's there, and there's a very, very, very good chance that Houston drafts Bryce Young, which he'll immediately have a connection with, being there at all college teammates. There, it's the last quarterback he's played with. And he brings that slot role to Houston, which they really don't have with Cooks and uh, God is blanked on the other receiver's name. Nico and Nico Collins. There we go. Yeah. And Nico Collins. And he could be heavy volume guy for them because they really don't have that. I think he could be a nice PPR play later on, turn into a wide receiver three or better. I like it. Good call. Um, so I have two guys that I'll just bench both of them really quick. Uh, one of them is a running back for the Dallas Cowboys, Malik Davis. Uh, we all assume that one of those guys are going to be gone. Either it's Tony Pollard or, or Zeke will be gone. Malik Davis was the one that filled in when uh, they had some injuries in that backfield, and he flashed some, some little bit there. So I do think Malik Davis, uh, if you can get him on a, on a low, a buy low, or even on the waiver wire, I think he's definitely worth an addition. Uh, and the other guy... You may be able to buy low on this guy. He kind of flashed pretty well here uh, as an opposite of uh, Chris Alave. But uh, Rashid Shahid, uh, he actually was one of my DFS calls this uh, this past season. And he actually was in the Millie Maker lineup when he had his uh, his really big week. But he showed some pretty good things to me. Uh, he had some really big plays. I think he led the league in, in yards per catch. Uh, didn't have a ton of catches, but the ones that he did, he looked really good with. So uh, I think with that offense going to be changing up quite a bit there, I think Rashid Shahid could have some uh, some good fancy value going forward. All right. Uh, so do you like to do something fun for your for your leagues? Uh, fun and unique. Uh, at Going For Two Live, we do one-hour personal league podcasts dedicated to your league. 
Uh, we break down every team in your league. Uh, we rank them from worst to first. If you visit goingfortwolive.com backslash PLP for details and to book your podcast, uh, we do Dynasty, we do Redraft, Superflex, Vampire Leagues. Uh, we did an Empire League. Uh, we did a 20-team league last year. Uh, we do a bunch of these. So we've done pretty much everything, all scoring, uh, you know, all scoring formats. Again, that, that uh, link is uh, goingfortwolive.com backslash PLP. Uh, PLP stands for Personal League Podcast, so go book one now. Uh, we do have some uh, some booked up already for the year, so uh, th- we only do them on Fridays, so we only have so many Fridays between now and the season starts, so uh, make sure you go and go and book your podcast. Uh, it ends up being like eight fifty a person if you're in a 12-man league, which is pretty cheap. Just add that to your entry fee, eight eight fifty, and they can afford that. Uh, something that we do here at Going For Two that's pretty fun. All right, let's get into our free agent mock draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. So the way we're going to do this, uh, basically, we're just going to base this on fantasy value as they stand now. Uh, If you want to discuss where you hope they go or where they might go. uh, But just if you were to be, you know, picking up free agents right now for fantasy value purposes only, uh, which of these guys would you want the most? And uh, we'll do two rounds here, 12 teams. So, Steve, you got the one-on-one here. Who you got for your first? Oh, Superflex, tight end premium. Let me make sure you say that at the top there so those quarterbacks will be included as well. Yeah, so for me, um, one-on-one, I am sprinting to get Lamar Jackson. Uh, regardless of where he signs, uh, he's just going to be kind of like QB1 chalk for me, whether he's borderline top five, maybe – QB seven or eight, somewhere in there uh, in Superflex, that's way too valuable to pass up, especially with, with the rushing upside. Give me Lamar Jackson. I like it. Please. And you just uh, you made made Ryan cry a little bit because he's a Ravens fan. I'm sure he's yeah. hoping Lamar Jackson <laughs> fell. <laughs> just as lo- lo- long as he stays home, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what you got for your for the 102 here? I'm taking Saquon Barkley. He's an absolute horse. He came back. He bounced back from the injury perfectly. Uh, if he stays in the Giants, he's going to get a ton of volume. If he goes somewhere else, he's probably going to be a better offense and going to be more efficient. So I'm cool with Barkley anywhere. He's a superstar. I like it. That's who I would have gone with at the 101 there. But Lamar Jackson in the Superflex League, obviously great choice as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy that led the league in rushing this year. And I think he may have even ended up as the RB one, uh, in some scoring formats, but I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs. Uh, and I'm going to hope he stays where he's at. I mean, he got the, I mean, we talked about, I think, uh, the last show or the show before that, Ryan, he got a shit ton of work this year. I mean, he had crazy, like 1995 type volume that you don't see anymore in the NFL. If he, <laughs> He definitely was uh old. Dude, yeah, we, we like we we were we were playing like over under game on what his volume was and we were getting up past 300 touches and we weren't even close. We weren't even close exactly. So uh yeah, I'll take Josh Jacobs all day and just hope that he stays there with the Raiders. Yeah, it... All right, Steve, back to you with the 104. Okay, I just want to address uh, Kyle's uh, question. He goes, are you sprinting as fast as Jackson? No, if I attempted to, I'd absolutely would pull a hammy, if not worse. Um, so at the 104. And, and ketchup chips. And, and the cow ketchup <laughs> chips are gross. I've never had them. But ketchup chips, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. But um, 
Yeah, I'm a fan of ketchup and chips, but not, I don't know about together. But uh, for me at 104, I want to take uh, Miles Sanders uh, for sure. Had the big bounce back season after the bizarre uh, touchdownless uh, 2021 season. Um, but, you know, he just demonstrated what he's always been able to do. He's very, he's very, uh, he's a great athlete, uh, tremendous player. And, and he, Obviously, can get in. He can get into the end zone, so that's good. So whether he gets re-signed by the Eagles or goes elsewhere, it would be odd if a team did not uh, utilize his services. So uh, give me uh, Miles Sanders. I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I love Sanders coming into his rookie season, and then he kind of uh, didn't show too well. And then I was on him high this uh, this off season. Like he's definitely going to have to have some uh, regression to the to the mean back to because I mean, ha- as good as he was to not score a touchdown was just a ridiculous number. I mean, he had like. Average Average five yards per carry and all these crazy metrics and couldn't score a touchdown. Great pick there. Uh, all right, Ryan, what you got for your next pick? Uh, I'm going to draft Tony Pollard and immediately trade him the day he signs with whoever. <laughs> I like it. But I like it. I, 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 he's the perfect flip candidate because I think with the way his hype's been in Dallas with Zeke there, if he goes to somewhere without a lead back, it's got a skyrocket probably beyond belief. And that offensive line and team and offense in general probably won't be as good. And I don't know if he is a 20 touch, 25 touch kind of guy. So I think it kind of be a little fool's gold, but I'm going to take him and flip him. All right. I like that pick. That's who I would have taken if, if he had fallen to me. But you're going to force me to do something gross here that I, I feel dirty doing. But when you look at the numbers, you can't really deny how well this guy played this <laughs> year. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Superflex League. You know, he looked really good this year. Uh, you know, second year in the system next year, as long as he signs with the Giants, obviously, uh, which I think he will. I think he will sign with the Giants because he just had a great year. Obviously, he made the playoffs. No one picked him to do any of that stuff. Uh, in Superflex leagues, he's definitely, I mean, he was a QB1 this year. And the reason why I think he can't be even better next year, uh, we saw the jump that Josh Allen made in that system, you know, when he was, uh, when the coach was there in Buffalo. So Daniel Jones is my pick here at the 106. All right, Steve, you got the 107, or you get the 107 here. What you got? I think I'm just going to stay true to my board here and take. I'll take David Montgomery as a hopeful volume back wherever he may sign. Uh, this is hoping that he does not sign back in Chicago and just let Khalil Herbert do his thing. Right. Uh, you know, say he signs with, with, with the Dolphins, you know, with, with I, I don't want to say any other picks, but. It's a wide open backfield, so if he would happen to land there, that would be really ideal. I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, that's a great pick there. I like that pick. Ryan, what you got? Uh, being a tiny premium, I like a Dalton Schultz. He's done very well in Dallas, and in all reality, in most teams he's going to go to aren't going to have those kind of wide receivers in a back like Pollard taking away touches from him. He could really show up if he gets at the right team, the right thing. And you know, if he stays in Dallas, he's still top. He's still going to be top five. I like it. Yeah. He's definitely a great pick there. I'd almost forgotten about him being tight end premium. He's definitely a good choice. All right. I'm up here at the one Oh eight and things are starting to get a little bit stickier. I think here, um, hey, take Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about it. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Where am I going to go here? You know what? I'm going to go with the guy that nobody saw coming. Ryan, I'll give you props. You, uh, I think we did a buy low or a or a, a bowl prediction or some kind of podcast this past uh, offseason, uh, and you named this guy as one of your guys you wanted uh, for the price you were getting him, and it is Jamal Williams. Uh, what do you have, 18 touchdowns this year or something like that? Something crazy like yeah. that? Yeah. He, he he was my most owned player this year in uh, not well in every, all formats, but especially like best ball, best and balls, like, yeah. Redraft in redraft I, everywhere. I mean, I he's basically free. I remember you saying that on the podcast. He was basically free, and in, in you know, obviously, I don't think you expected him to do what he did. But I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. I thought he'd be serviceable, <laughs> right? But yeah, the fact that he was you know a touchdown scoring machine. I do think he stays there in Detroit. They love him. He loves Detroit. It seems they love him. Yeah. So I will take Jamal Williams with the hopes that he stays where he's at. All right, Steve, you are up here. All right, I am going to go back to tight end because it is tight end premium and just try to continue to ride the wave that Evan Ingram has kind of laid out here for us. Um, he's always had like the pass catching uh, upside. You know, obviously his struggle with, with drops in this, but um, this year with Trevor Lawrence has really showed, you know, just how good he can be and and has been you know, at times so uh i will kind of jump on the prospect of him hopefully not uh going back to like the the uh, dark ages there but because it's tight end premium i i like him a little bit better than some of the other options so i'll take evan ingram and hope for the best all right good stuff <laughs> Uh, what are we at the 108 or are we at the we're at the 108 yeah. now right yeah um sure sure <laughs> i lost track there all right ryan you are up here at the 108 and surprisingly we're at we're at, what seven picks in now and we haven't taken a single receiver yet so that's kind of crazy yeah um i love the ingram pick that's what i was looking at next only only if he stays in jacksonville um for sure yeah and we're actually at the 111 i just counted up all of our picks so this is your last pick in the first round ryan math is hard um <laughs> god i'm reluctantly no i can't do it I'm, I'm gonna take juju i'm gonna take the first receiver him in kansas city was good this year i think another year in the system learning it i think he has decent potential even though after saying this i hate it <laughs> yeah like, i kind of wish i went with my other pick but i yeah it's fine all right, I am up here at the 112 after that ringing endorsement for Juju that Ryan just had for his pick there. <laughs> it sounds a little bit buyer's remorse. Uh, I'm going to go back to the quarterback well. Um, this guy had the rare, what, eight season eight, oh. season seven breakout oh. or whatever it was that Geno oh. Smith had. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Geno Smith here. Again, hoping that he stays with Seattle. I think that he will. I think they want to keep him there. Uh, and grow in that offense and you know the surprise that he was this season I think it's not a fluke he played well uh, and I think that they they got the best out of him this year and I think they can do it again next year Um, all right Steve back to you we're in round two now you get the 201 this is a linear draft okay what I want to do here is take I'll take Jacoby Myers. Uh, glad that he is able to find the the end zone a little bit more this season rather than just the the one time or the two times last year. Yeah, he was uh, a Miles Sanders of receivers basically last year. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, he still he you still has t- a good you touchdowns. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's still got like an ideal size uh, kind of mixed 
target share or, or volume, I guess, in, in, in New England. But I guess they, they just like to spread the ball around with their with their wide receiver core there. Uh, but, but I think he could be a solid wide receiver, too, for a team that, that likes to pass a little bit more. So as like a wide receiver three flex, kind of, kind of like a deeper flex play, I'll take Jacoby Myers as my uh, first wide receiver. Yep, I like that. That's a good call there. That's who I was regretting my GG pick with. You wanted to go Jacoby instead? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you are up now at the 202. I'm going to take Kareem Hunt in Back. hopes that he lands somewhere where he can be the man. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if he still has the juice to be in every down back because he's going to be 28, and that's old running back years. But he's got low low mileage on him, and every time he gets the ball, he's flashed. So I'm going to take Hunt with the hopes that he lands somewhere where it's wide open for him. Yeah, that's that's who I would have taken there too. I like, think. like if he went to Miami with that offense and the way he could slash there, he would have been picked much. Like if I knew much, he could go somewhere like that, yeah. I'd be taking him top five in this draft, top three. One hundred percent. He could land somewhere very nice. Absolutely. All right, so that's who I would have gone with had he fallen to me. But I'm going to take this pick as more of an ode to uh, this guy who who I picked up this year my dynasty home draft. And I'm going to say it one more time. I won my home, my home draft this year. This is the trophy. I got it right here. The anybody oh, yeah. but Jeff trophy. Uh, <laughs> but this is the this is the reason I won this this year because I had gone into a rebuild. I lost all of my running backs. They were on IR. I lost Vontae Williams, Brees Hall. I was like, you know what? I got some older guys. I'm going to go into a rebuild mode. I sold Mike Evans. I sold Keenan Allen. I sold Christian McCaffrey after he was traded, got some value for him. And I was like, you know what? I just need a running back to start the rest of the season. So I traded a third-round pick for Mr. Jarek McKinnon, who then oh, yeah. carried me on his back with uh, with Cam Makers and A.J. Dillon as my running backs, carried me to a championship that I finished up with Sam Darnold as my quarterback because I also lost, lost Kyler Murray as well. So the most unlikely championship this year, and it was all thanks to Mr. Jerick McKinnon, so I would draft him here as a as a play, hoping he stays there with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and why wouldn't he? Uh, so McKinnon is my pick there. Steve, to you next. All right, so... I'm going to look back to quarterback and I'm going to go with Mr. Handsome, uh, Jimmy G, uh, you know, hope any signs with the Raiders, maybe even the Buccaneers, you know, who knows? Uh, I think both situations would be great, but as a QB two QB three on, on my, like, like the ne- next guy up for like bye weeks or that, uh, that, that kind of thing, I'll take Garoppolo, uh, for sure right now. Yeah. Garoppolo pissed me off cause he was, uh, in that game smiling and happy. He seemed way too happy to be losing the way they were losing. Uh, he's that's probably, he was ha- that's, that's right. Cause he was, he was healthy. Was, he was a healthy scratch and yell it. Yeah. He was, he was living it up. He's like, yeah, I won't be here next year. I'm gonna go make a billion dollars somewhere else to throw a hundred passes in a season and get hurt again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, uh, you were up here at the two Oh five. Uh, I'm going to take Damien Harris. We've seen flashes. He has talent. They've just always done that rotational thing, and they've landed on a couple guys who might be a little bit better. But him coming to the age 26 season, low mileage, he can land a spot where he gets some carries because he has he has all the tools because he is a pass catcher. He can run between tackles, run outside. He could be a good back somewhere. I like it. Yeah, that's a good pick there. Uh, Damian Harris off the board. Who do I want to go with on my next pick here? Do I want to go to receivers? 
God, receivers is ugly this year. There's like, <laughs> it's, brutal. it's disgusting. It's really brutal. I guess I'll go with Alan Lazard here. I think he's probably the last of the receivers that are worth taking in this draft. Um, you know, unless you bet, bet on some upside, some of those guys. But Alan Lazard, I think he's shown some flashes here and there to be a solid number two. He's not ever going to be a number one. Uh, but if he lands in the right spot uh, where they can use him a little bit more than they used him in, in Green Bay, I think he can be a decent uh, receiver to have his some depth pieces. All right, uh, Steve, 207, what you got? I will take Alexander Madison, a player who I think just has a ton of potential, has seemingly played well whenever he's been given an opportunity. Uh with an aging Dalvin cook. So if he stays around, I kind of like that just as a little insurance policy, but if he goes elsewhere, I think uh, he could carve out a decent role in the right uh, system. I like it. All right, Ryan's getting ugly, What you got at one Oh eight. I'm taking Richie James and hoping he stays in New York. He had a little bit of connection with Danny dimes down, down the stretch. He played surprisingly really well. So I'll take that chance. Hoping he stays and plays a little bit for them. Yeah, he was a popular DFS choice because they'd never raised his price. No one ever bought into him. He just kept catching a billion passes a game. We just kept putting him <laughs> it, in at $3,900, $3,800 a week in DFS and just living it, it up. It, it made no sense. It made no sense. Know, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in that similar vein there, it's another guy that we took uh, quite often that had some injuries on his team, and whenever he was uh, on the field, played really well. Uh, I don't believe he had a single drop all season. That's Greg Dortch. Uh, we called him, you know, the, yeah, like, like the Dorch. We used to say on our on our podcast on the Friday night show, uh, he was always cheap, always has some great PPR numbers. He was uh, to the Cardinals what they had hoped Rondell Moore was going to be. He just couldn't stay healthy. So Greg Dorch is a, is a pick there, hoping he stays there in Arizona as well. Uh, all right, uh, Steve, this is your last pick here. What you got? I'm going to go with Rashad Penny here, uh, hoping that he gets signed with the team and, well, stays on the field, right? But but we've seen him has a tremendous ceiling. I mean, a lot of these guys have decent ceilings, obviously, but down at this lower end, a uh, huge ceiling w- w- when he's gotten a significant amount of volume, can catch passes. So uh, just hoping he, he can stay out of that trainer's room and can stay on the field. But I'll take a shot or a stab at uh, Rashad Penny uh, late here. Yeah, that groan that you heard is from from Ryan. He he is not a penny supporter whatsoever. He's hated him from his rookie season. <laughs> I've hate, I've hated him since day yeah. one. Yeah, it's well that's fair. Yeah, well documented hate from Ryan. Uh, he, he might be the first player I've ever. He's the first player I've ever hated on on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he didn't stop hating there either. He hated on every year after that too. All right, Ryan, last pick here. What you got for the two eleven? Uh, I would take Mike Gusecki. I think he has that touchdown upside. I don't know if he was in the offense that worked best for him in Miami. I think a change of scenery could be nice. He had an okay year for a tight end, but I think we could see some good things out of him in the right spread offense. All right. Uh, great last pick there. Uh, I think I'm going to go with another guy that was in that ugly running back rotation on my championship team. I rolled down the season with Cam Akers, uh, Jarek McKinnon, A.J. Dillon, and Mr. Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, I only had him on my team because I had uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell, and I thought that the, you know he would be the one to fill in when Mitchell got hurt. Of course, he gets traded to Miami, becomes the RB1 there. Has a few games where he really shows out, and he's done that before in the past where he's shown out when he gets the opportunity. 
Uh, I don't think he'll be in Miami again this year. I could be wrong, but I think he will be somewhere else. Probably not as a starter, but you never know. Injuries happen. Maybe he gets his chance once again, and he uh, always seems to perform and gets his opportunity. So I'll take Jeff Wilson at the last pick here at the 212. All right. Uh, I was going to call out some names that uh, you know I thought would get drafted, but there really isn't a whole lot of names worth calling <laughs> no. out on this list. I mean, the Ernest Johnson's had a little bit of hype here every once in a while Pass. when we talk about him. Uh, Devin Singletary's still on the board. He's you know he's been okay. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan, of course, he's had some good good success when Mixon's been hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, you forgot to put Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley on the list for quarterback. Oh yes, Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley with his two touchdown passes. <laughs> Yes, he is also a free agent. Listen, he, that got Baltimore a comp pick. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He doesn't deserve it. He got they're getting comp pick from yep, it now. Absolutely, awesome. that's that's pretty good. Uh, my boy did not get drafted. You know, if you listen to the podcast, everybody knows I loved Irv Smith Jr. and I really wanted him to break out. Uh, he did not get drafted. Of course, had injury history, and you know, obviously now it's been replaced by T.J. Hawkinson. So who knows where he lands? And if he ever I'm gets, everybody hate, I'm glad everybody hates Singletary as well. Yeah, yeah, I was. I looked at him a couple times, and I was kind of like, eh, he's not really that exciting. I, I'm going to pass on him. All right, let's get to our final segment of the night. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, for a long-time listeners of the show, we've been doing this segment now for five-plus years, but we just changed it up a little bit this year. Instead of just having the our guest give us their player, uh, they now give us hints, and me and Ryan have to kind of guess to figure out who this player is. So, Steve, go ahead and give us some of your uh, your hints here and see if we can figure out who your player is. Okay. So, this is a player that I have just always admired, was always a, was like a favorite, you know, kind of guy in the fantasy football uh, culture, if you will. So... I guess I could start by saying when he was drafted, he was a second round pick. Should I just like rattle off some hints and just then hints like and just team year? Yeah. yeah just, oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's a second round pick coming out uh, in the combine. He had a 4.39 40 yard dash running back. Okay. Played on two teams during his career. Uh, often not referred to by his full name, but simply by his initials. He holds the Chris franchise. Johnson. What's that? Would you say Chris Johnson? Not Chris Johnson. No, no, no. No, uh, no. Never mind that. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Oh, David Johnson. Nope. But it is a running back. Um, he holds the the franchise record for single season rushing yards uh, and total touchdowns for the, for the franchise he played for primarily. Um. Rushing TDs for the franchise record as well, uh, with, with 68, as well as single season rushing touchdowns in a season, which which is with 15, uh, and then total touchdowns. Sorry, what was 81, and the single season r- r- rushing uh, record was 1,606. He had a cameo in the league, so got to represent my Shiva Bowl shirt here. Oh, in the league, that should limit. It. That should narrow it down. Um. Can we get a year? Like, what, what years did he play? From 2006 until 2014. Oh, not that long ago. Oh, Adrian, P- Adrian Peterson? Nope. AP? AP, nope. So he, he played had, on two teams. 
he, he played on two teams. The last team he was on was his hometown team from where he grew up. Damn, I might have lost. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of guys that are known he by... He said his two letters. Just, just his initials. So not necessarily two letters. Just his okay. Also, he was a very early uh, proponent of being outspoken about being into fantasy football while an active player. So he was one of the first to be really vocal about his enjoyment of it and being into it. Because a lot of players are just like really right. like standoffish about it. Yeah. What, were the, what were the years again? 2000? 2000 to 2006 to, to 2014. He went to UCLA. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. I, I know who it is, but this is. <laughs> um, it's the little guy. The little guy. Sproles. Oh my God. Huh? No. He, I just threw out a little guy's name. <laughs> he played oh, for the is, Jags. That's right. Yeah. Oh Jags and the Raiders. Him, I just blanked on his name. Played for the Jags and the Raiders. MJD. Yeah, MJD. Maurice Jones Drew. I just couldn't think of his name. Yes. <laughs> Great one. That's a good one. It took us a while to get there. And the, the college thing never helps me. It always helps Ryan. College, I, don't, co- I don't watch the college. college. immediately gave it to <laughs> yeah. me. It was just like. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I can't remember the league he was on. Yeah, what was his? He's, uh, he's in. He's in the uh, in like the Ruxin uh, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Good, <laughs> good, good call. I love it. Good stuff. Ryan, this yep. is your best idea ever to do it this way. <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm real happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps the podcast up, fellas. Uh, again, Steve, thanks for coming on, man. I know you know I was on your podcast the last two weeks, and I wish I was on the podcast for a third week in a row with my team being out the playoffs. Unfortunately, uh, I will definitely check out the last episode. Uh, I guess you're having it next week. I'm, I'm assuming. Yep, we got, got this week off a little mini vacation, and then we'll we'll, we'll run it back next week. Good for stuff. Sure. Good stuff. Uh, go ahead and give us your Twitter handle one more time, and uh, if you want to plug anything that you're working on, go ahead and do that as well. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Fantasy Ladder. I'm primarily on there. I'm on the other socials as well, but not quite as active. Uh, you can check out my my uh, podcast called the Fantasy Ladder Podcast on the IDP Guys uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and obviously you can download that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Um, I may have some written work coming out here in the off season, so keep an eye out on for that on uh, Dynasty Pros Fantasy Football, as well as IDP Guys uh, in general. So Good stuff. that's that. Good stuff. Yeah. Ryan, what you got going on? Yeah, same as usual. Fox five three four here Wednesday nights. Dynasty Big Board Tuesday or uh, Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy uh, seven. This off season, I have committed myself to doing some more writing. I started this whole website and podcast a long time ago, and I used to write all the time. In the last few years, I've kind of lost sight of it. So uh, I just put out an article that I haven't you know written in a, in a while, but I put out an article of the. 12 worst dynasty managers that you're guaranteed to hate. Uh, it's been getting a lot of love on Facebook and Twitter. So if you haven't uh, seen it yet, go check it out at goingfor2.com. It's what, a, just was a fun... one of them just Gerson? <laughs> no, it was not. But I should have been. It should have been an honorary. It should have been like an honorable mention. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, for Steve, for Ryan, I'm Jeff. Uh, we will see y'all uh, actually next Friday. We won't be here Wednesday. We'll be here Friday next week for the uh, Super Bowl party for the uh, prop bets and everything else. So uh, check us out on Friday next week.
See ya. Okay.